When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben Bolin here with Death Define Auto Editor Scott Benjamin. Once again, always a pleasure. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm out of sight, Ben. How are you doing? I I am doing really well. And, uh, of course, as is our MO for this podcast, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, and I was wondering if you could help me out. Um, I'll try. Okay, so obviously cars popular, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there are lots of races for cars, yeah. and, and uh, there are a lot of specialty races too, sure. right? Yeah, there are a lot of races. Yeah. Well, you know, on this show, we usually like to go as big as possible. So my question for you today <laughs> is, what is the longest race? The longest race? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of tricky. There's a, I mean, there's a. I always say this. Every time you ask me a question, I have uh, well, that that depends, Ben. But um, you know, I guess you're, it depends if you're talking about distance, if you're talking about uh, length of time, or are you talking about the longest race ever, or are you talking about um, specific types of cars? Um, there's just a bunch of different categories you can put that into. So, what were you thinking? You, you talking distance or time? Hey, man, lay it on me. All right, let's, well, let's, let's go for the. Well, I guess we'll just the whole kind of enchilada. Go through a few of them, maybe not even in any kind of order or anything. But um, yeah, a lot of people have heard of. Of course, you've probably heard of the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Daytona 500. There's a lot of races like that that happen on one day. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a few hours, really, at the most. And those are held on speedways, and um, you know they're, they're relatively quick. I guess if you want, to, you know, if you're driving 200 miles an hour, it's a fast race. And is the number in the name the number of laps that are completed? Not necessarily. That's no? the no. That's actually the the miles that are covered. Miles. Uh, so okay. if it's a two and a half mile track, it's a 500 mile race. You drive 200 miles. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait. 200 laps. 200 laps. 200 laps. 500 right. miles. If it's a two-and-a-half-mile track. Okay. There's all kinds of variations of this, but the, the number at the end of the race is always the, the distance that the race covers. I see. Okay. What are some more? Well, there's some others. There's, there are um, other rally races, but some of those rally races are incredibly long. They, they go 
thousands of miles. They're time stages, and they're not on a super speedway. A lot of times they're not even on a, a paved track. A lot of times they're, um, you know, through mountain logging roads and, you know, shut down highway, you know, old, old roads that go up mountains. and Kind of you know, middle of nowhere places? Exactly, yeah. They're, wow. they're treacherous, treacherous conditions. I mean, if you go off the road, you're over a cliff, that type of a place. Um, that's the ones that you see occasionally on television where people are standing just insanely close to the road. You know, you see a car yeah. jumping through the air and, and it lands right next to somebody that's standing there taking a photograph with their phone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the kind of racing I'm talking about, rally racing. They, you know, they'll race all day long to get to a time stage and then the next day pick it up, you know, from there to the next point. And those go, those do cover thousands of miles. So those can so it sounds like one of the big divisions here is between races in terms of distance and races in terms of time. Yeah, is that's, that correct? Well, sort of. Yeah, but we, um, that's a timed distance. I get uh, a timed yeah, distance. I see. There are other races that go specifically for time. Let's see the let's say like uh, the the twenty four hours of Le Mans. That's in in uh, France rather, yeah. and it's a, it's a long long circuit course or long circuit rather that um, I think it's. I, kind of note here about the distance of it but it's it's something like eight and a half miles in length the courses so it's not like you're just going around in a big circle this this covers not a not a variety of terrain because it's all paved uh-huh. but it's not a you know an oval or a, you know a stand just a shape it's a linear it's, it's, kind of track right yeah I mean, it's a or it's a route it's a shape of course it shape. comes back around to the same oh, place okay. but but you end up you know having a lot of different uh different types of areas you go through like maybe a chicane that's like a real quick turn that goes through through an area or you might have um you know long stretches that you know that, that last you know a mile half a mile whatever it would be so they, they get going pretty quick but like I said, it's an eight-and-a-half-mile course, so mm-hmm. it's a longer course. It takes them longer to get around, and they'll drive on that for 24 hours. It's a timed race. So no matter what, they're going to be racing for 24 hours. And when the time runs, it runs out, if they're on the circuit, you know, the next lap, I'm not sure exactly how that works. If it's the, they go one more lap or if it's the lap that they're on when the time runs out, you know, that's the final lap. But they do calculate distance and everything, but it's, you know, the first one back to the line so, wins. So wait, so do they, they drive for 24 hours Correct. in the same eight and a half miles? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, that's it's crazy. It's a giant, it's, I, I, it's a giant lap, I guess. I mean, you just, you circle around and around and around for 24 hours. That's um, hellish. Yeah, it is. And there are several drivers. They do driver changes. Oh, okay. Um, same vehicle. Uh-huh. That's, that's important. Same mm-hmm. vehicle. I think we want to talk about that these are endurance. I mean, these these really have a lot to do with the endurance of the vehicle. And the drivers, And too. the drivers, too, because, okay. I mean, you know, they're taking long stints behind the wheel. It's not uh, it's it's not a short, you know, you don't do two or three laps and then get out. You, <laughs> it, it's measured in hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's several hours of, of, you know, racing as hard as you can against other cars that are racing as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's pretty intense. So what does it do to a vehicle to have to operate continuously for this long? Oh, it's extremely difficult on the cars. That's what, um, I mean, it, a 500-mile race is really hard on cars. If you're driving for 24 hours, I mean, those 500-mile races, they last, you know, two, three hours maybe, maybe four at the most. Mm-hmm. You're talking six times that amount in, in a car that you're pushing right to the very limit. I mean, they don't they don't baby these cars at all. They're they're pushing them really hard. Everybody wants to win, so everything is just stressed, and they've, they've got to be ready in the pits for, you know, the, the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, but they try to do their best to make these cars, you know, so that they'll last the entire time. Well, I guess, it, would it be a fair comparison then to say that uh, a pit crew in, in one of these kind of races is a lot like an emergency hospital behind the front lines of a battle? I mean, they, they seem to have to be ready to do some pretty quick repairs yeah in a way they've got to be ready for anything mm-hmm. you know who, who knows in some of these courses 
I mean, extreme case, but what if, what if a deer wandered out in front of one of these cars? I mean, that might wow. end the racing day, yeah. but um, more likely is that they'll they'll come into contact with another car or a wall or a, some type of barrier or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's just chance for anything to happen. I mean, there could be mechanical failure, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, could be something electrical. It could be anything. There's just anything could happen in 24 hours. I mean, it's not like you or I driving 24 hours straight through in our car. Let's say we wanted to take a road <laughs> trip and, you know. I, I, you know, that's not difficult at all for our cars, really. I mean, you're not pushing them to the to the very maximum of what they can do, and mm-hmm. that's what these guys are doing. So, okay, let's let's go back uh, across the the span of history mm-hmm. as, as far back as we can think. Mm-hmm. What is the longest race ever? Do the, we know? We do, and we haven't talked about this. This is going to be a surprise to you. Sure. All right, I'm going to hit you with some numbers. Okay. Throw some numbers at me. All right. The longest race that I could find, anyways, I've, I've looked into this quite a bit. Longest auto race, uh-huh. 22,000 miles. But you know what is even more amazing is that it was done in 1908. Wait, what? Both of those? 22,000 miles, 1908. That's right. So what? Yep. Really? Yeah. It was called the greatest auto race of 1908 or the great great race. or You know, there's a couple different names for it. Right. Great race is probably the most common. 22,000 miles. It was, uh, it covered, I think it was three continents. Where to where? Well, it started in new york and okay. ended in paris wait so did they use a ferry or something they or? did yes they yeah. uh they, they drove up through alaska took a ferry across uh bering strait there and and ended up you know driving across siberia and you know it, it was it was a really intense race i mean now imagine just getting across the united states was hard enough i mean there sure. were, in 1908 there weren't roads i mean no interstates at the time it, there was something like maybe i think i read a number that was like nine people had ever crossed the United States in a car. That's it. I'm from coast to coast um, at that point. It's, it was that new. And there just weren't the, uh, there just wasn't the infrastructure to support cars at that time. So these guys are traveling through, you know, start in New York and it's, uh, you know, they hit snowstorms and they hit yeah. all kinds of just bad weather. And, you know, they're driving through, you know, villages where people are afraid of cars <laughs> because, you know, they're just brand never new. They'd never seen one before. Yeah. You know, they heard that this is coming through. And, you know, up until that point, it had only been horse and carriages using those roads. And then they hop a ferry across the Bering Strait yeah. and just barrel through Siberia yeah, and, somehow. And this is this is crazy, but some of them towards the end of the race were, were blocked from going through the Alaska area because there were 10-foot snowdrifts. So they had to come back down, take a ferry over to, I think it was to Japan, and drive across Japan and take another ferry. <laughs> it, incre- oh. it was really incredible. Yeah, oh, it was that really, stinks. It was, it was, when you read, if you read anything about the Great Race in 1908, you will be floored by the stuff that they talk about because some of these cars, they, they carry you know, 200 gallons of gas at a time. Um, The cars were enormous. I mean, you can imagine what a car looked like in 1908. It was gigantic. Right. Think about that with no paved roads. It was was unbelievable. Man. Yeah. Well, you know what? That takes the cake. Honestly, Scott, I have a hard time (laughs) picturing. I mean, I guess the only way a race could be longer than that is if it, if it was uh, less of a straight line, you know, started in New York, went down to the tip of South America, mm-hmm. across to the Antarctic, and yeah, then kind of without without crossing water, you could. Uh, I mean, you're, you're limited, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's an intense race. I mean, there there are other endurance races that are you know similar. They they but not anything like that. That's uh, 
that, that's extreme. Okay, now you know I always I always try to keep a question up my sleeve oh, that boy. that we don't ever really talk about before <laughs> the podcast. Okay. Um, would you do this? And if you did, how much money would would it take? Oh man, I can't answer the money part, but I can tell you that I definitely would do it. I oh, you do it for I, free? Huh? I would do it. I would love to do something like yeah. this. I've seen a lot of um, documentaries on you know maybe the first time that somebody tried to cross the United States. I think there's a there's a program called Horatio's Drive or something similar to that mm-hmm. that was awesome program this reading about this race reminded me a lot about that um just of course today it would be nothing like that you know it would be it would be dramatically different but much easier much much easier um i mean it took six months to complete that race that's really fast considering six months yeah no roads yeah that's right yeah but i would i would do that in a moment yeah yeah. if i could yeah awesome would you I mean, of course, I have no impulse control, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it right now if I thought my hatchback would make it. Well, we got to finish this podcast. Oh, we do have to finish yeah. this podcast. As a matter of fact, I think we've come to the end of it. So, oh. thank you so much for uh, explaining some of this to me. I think we may need to practice, uh, take a few practice laps around the parking deck before we really gear up. Oh yeah, the parking lot. That should get us in uh, in shape for a 22,000 mile race. You gotta crawl before you walk, my yeah. friend. <laughs> and for all our listeners out there, thanks so much for dropping in. If you have a question for us, please write to us at podcast at howstuffworks.com and if you'd like to learn anything about uh, anything automotive, please feel free to drop by our website, howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.